There we go. Are you turned up in the headphones? Which one headset one? Uh, we're working on it. We're How working about? on it. You tell me. How about that one? There we go. Now yeah. we, there we go. There we go. You heard yeah. him turning up in the headphones. <laughs> That's we what go. we do when we're on Radio Row. Now we're cooking with gas. There you, you go. We I mean? do it all the way live. That's how we get down. As What's you can up? tell, Kirk Morrison has joined us. He's here at the table. And, Kirk, I'm how you doing, the, I'm man? in the building. I'm yeah. in the building. Great to right? be, man, great to be here. Great to be with you guys. And, uh... You know, enjoying another Super Bowl. You so. know what's going to crack you up? What's that? Is that I've known you since Lamont Jordan's 30th birthday party. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, running backs play to their 30? <laughs> remember that? Yes, remember Lamont remember. Jordan? and his? He had a 30th birthday party in the Bay, in the and that Bay. was the first time I met you. And then we yeah. just... Careers have passed. Obviously, yours is a lot better than mine, but uh, <laughs> they've, pa- they've no. crossed so many times. And here we are. This is like, I don't know, five or six... Radio Rose that we've been is here it, together. Is it five or six? I feel like it's more. It, we've been doing this for more. a long time, man. Yeah. We've been doing yeah. this. We've been going to these, doing these Radio Rose for a long time, and it's always fun to get out because I've always said this is like the high school reunion. Yeah. We only get it once a year. Right. You right. know what I mean? Think yeah. about how many shows and people that you called into their show or they've called into your show right. and you've been a part of it, but yet you don't see them all year long. And right. then all of a sudden you get that one week where you get a chance to see them, catch up, appreciate it. There's a lot of respect that goes here at uh, Radio Row. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, excited to see a lot of my colleagues who, are, yeah. like I said, I joined throughout the year. And, and you've been, I mean, you're just killing it. You're doing I'm everything. Trying, I mean, man. you're here with Sirius XM, but, right, I mean, let's right. make no mistake about it. You're doing everything. I don't know how many Raider broadcasts I saw you at this year. Yeah. I mean, you're just all over the place. Cute, man. It's, it's a lot, man. But this is my passion. I love football. That's I love awesome. what football has done for me, my family, uh, to play the game at the highest level. Right. Um, you know, it just it, it fuels me because – there's always new storylines. There's always the new fresh blood. I always say, like, right now we got a outstanding Super Bowl between right. the Chiefs and the Eagles, right? And then after it's over, we'll talk about it for about a week. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get a rest off for about a week. And then guess what? The Combine's here. Right. And we'll do this thing all over again. Yeah. Like, the whole – I always say the NFL fiscal year starts all over again. Yeah. And we create the same excitement, right? That's why I think the NFL is such the, an amazing game because – I don't feel that same way when baseball spring training starts. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> yeah, nobody worries ends. about the I'm schedule about coming that. out for baseball. Or the NBA, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the NBA right now currently is going to get me all excited for – get me excited about the trade deadline. It's yeah. Like, oh, wow. But honestly, really, realistically, there's only five teams in the NBA who has a legitimate shot at actually winning the right. NBA title. So the NFL, I always feel like we get ready to see what's the move mm-hmm. that's going to make your team – go to the next level, right? Right? Could it be your team drafting a Jalen Hurts three years ago when everybody's saying, why are we doing this? Oh, oh, we love him. He's <laughs> our guy. This is my dude. What right. you mean? I don't know what you – or Patrick Mahone. They were trading up to get him. Yeah, big When time. you got Alex Smith. Yep. And yet here he goes, maybe one of the most – a generational quarterback right in front of right. our eyes. And, look, we got two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, man. I, I – this is the stuff that you can't create. Sorry, Arian Foster, right? Like, right, you, right. You can't script this, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Whoever's yeah. doing it, they're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> right, trust me. But right. you can't script some of the stuff that we see with no. the NFL. So that's that's part of why I'm, you just, I'm so enthusiastic yeah. about it. Well, it's, it's so exciting. It's so much fun to be able to be where we are doing what we're doing. is such a blessing. I, I say it all the time. Again, Kirk Morrison, former Raider linebacker, yeah. <laughs> NFL linebacker as well, Buffalo Bills and the Jaguars, but uh, we always talk about him as a former Raider linebacker. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, you mentioned storylines and how you can't make this up. The Aaron Rodgers storyline, yeah. will he or won't he? Is he going to get yeah. traded? What do you make of this? Because every offseason now, he's right. given us one of the best stories to watch. 
Well, he said he wants to go to a dark place for four days. Tell him to come to Legion Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Come right. to the Death Star. We, yep. We'll put you in a nice little room and let you go and, and, and figure it out from there. But, I mean, how cool would that be if Aaron Rodgers? I know they, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of Raider fans we thought about. And, and, and so this was, this was my theory. I said if Tom Brady was available and the Raiders were able to acquire Tom Brady, I felt like the all-time sellingest single-season jersey would be Tom Brady's Las Vegas Raiders jersey. Mm. Everybody would get a Tom Brady jersey. Right. Like Buccaneers, ah, whatever. But that black yeah. Brady 12 yeah, on yeah. the back? Yeah. Whew, Everything looks good fire. in silver and black, don't oh, it? Come on now. <laughs> I'm buying one. Right. My family getting one. Everybody getting one, right? So that's what I'm doing at first. Yeah. And so I, Tom Brady retires, and I said, oh, I just got the name on the back room. Let's just take the Brady off yeah. and put Rodgers on it. Mm-hmm. That would be the now the all, all-time selling single-season jersey. Right. An Aaron Rodgers, Las Vegas Raiders jersey, man. How cool would that be? But we're talking about a, a team that obviously you, you're transitioning from Derek. Mm-hmm. And Derek had some good seasons. He had bad seasons. He was, To me, he was a great leader. And that's what the NFL is. Sometimes it may not work in your direction. And when you change coaches, it's a, a – Coaches and general manager, yeah. sometimes it just it needs to be fresh. It needs to be new. Right. It's no no offense to Derek, and I think he finally understands that. He'll move on from it, and you've seen other quarterbacks. I've seen Matthew Stafford move on from it. He ended up winning a Super Bowl. So right. we've seen other players in the National Football League has, have success going other places. People forget Kurt Warner started a Super Bowl here. Right. Okay, for the, <laughs> for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Right. But he was thrown away. Mm-hmm. by the St. Louis St. Rams. Louis, yeah. right? So yeah. let's just remember, right. you know, all that comes. Actually, he, remember, he was thrown away from New York with the Giants. Remember, he was Eli Manning. Yeah, that's right. Back he up. was starting. No, he started for Eli, and they brought then in they Eli. Brought in. Yeah, and they, yeah. they said, get out of here. Get out of here. These that's things right. happen, man. It's just part of the National Football League. You hate to see it, but would Aaron Rodgers um, ultimately elevate this team? Sure. I right. think he would. But how many years? And this is where I think the organization has to say, is this a good fix for right now? You know, are we fixing a flat tire right now, or do we just need a new tire? Right. Right. Yeah. How long does the flat last? I mean, we could put a couple of little, you know, patches on that thing, yeah. but at Fix some point, <laughs> at some point, you're gonna have to get a new tire. Yeah. And that's what I think the organization is going through now. When you're picking at seven, you know, it's gonna be difficult mm-hmm. to probably get one of the top tier quarterbacks unless you go up and make a trade. So that's what the evaluation period is gonna be about. But you know, with free agency upcoming, uh, new league year. I think that Aaron Rodgers could be a possibility, and I think I don't think people in Raider Nation would be upset at that. I don't think they should be. I think that right. that's a heck of a, a combination, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. I Correct. Mean, we, we've heard that work a couple times. Yes. <laughs> so I think right. that that would work. You play defense. You see that Raiders defense. I right. feel like that they need additions on, on every level. <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah, and not trying to sound disrespectful, politely. but just no, yeah. being real about it. Well, I think a lot of the players who were acquired through the previous regime were a part of this team. And so I know Raider Nation, I know a lot of people who I, you know, tend to uh, communicate with. I'll say, well, this guy's going to be released. This guy's going to be. They're like, why? Why? He's good. He's our second round pick. This one. I'm, I'm just, I know how the NFL works. Right. It's just, these are not my dudes. Yep. Like when, when a new general manager comes in, mm-hmm. no offense. I don't know you. <laughs> right. So I, I'm not going off of what the previous, I, and I've always said in a ego driven NFL. Yep. I want to win with my guys. I want to bring in my players. And so you are going to see a mass exodus of former players that were on this team, right? That's why fifth options weren't 
given out to certain players yeah. because we, we're going to have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Nothing is given for what you've done prior. Right. I learned that because I played for six coaches in eight years in the NFL, Yeah. which helped me because I felt like every year I'm constantly proving, yeah. hey, I belong. I'm one of your guys. I got to show you. I don't know if I would have been able to do that had I had the same coach for five years, right? Because I felt like I've already proven it, coach. Yeah, I yeah, showed you already. Yeah. But every year I was doing it and doing it over and over again, and that's where – defensively, they're going to have to find the guys. I mean, Patrick Graham has had to turn in a defense that didn't really have the players who he's wanted. So he'll have a year under his belt. They're going to go out and acquire more guys in free agency through the draft, guys that can fit his system and his scheme. But you have guys like Max Crosby to build around, right? You've you've got some certain players who stepped up this year that you feel like can be a part of this organization for years to come. Just to prove that I listen all the time, I share that story that you just told us all the time. I Which tell one? The, about uh, about it's an ego driven business oh. and guys want their guy. And I remember you told me a couple years ago, you were like, This is what's going to happen and this is why. I've been it's part of it. it. So whenever anyone asks me, Well, what do they mean they have to win with their guys? I said, Kirk Morrison told me that in this business, because he's been there, done that, that's what it is. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah. It's it's the I mean I don't think people put themselves in a situation of a general manager. Right. Okay. You have to literally remove your fan cap and put your general manager hat on. Right. A general manager comes in and automatically his job is to fix. I want to come in and bring guys in who fix. Right. And he's done evaluations. Maybe some of those players he had as sixth and seventh round picks. Right. Yeah. Where a team drafts them at, you know, in the third round, in the second round. Right. I'm going to bring in guys who I know and guys who fit my system and fit my scheme. So it's just it's the reality of the NFL. I've sat down with general managers, and they've told me to my face, like, yeah, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. I appreciate you. That's, as long as you're honest and upfront with me, I appreciate that. So I've seen, um, you know, that sort of take place, and yeah. that's why I continue to tell people it may not be what you think, but this is just how general managers and executives think about an organization. That's how it works. And when it comes to Patrick Graham's defense, we've heard yeah. all this season that he needs to have his guys Correct. in the defense. So in this offseason, they got to go out and get some of Patrick Graham's guys, as you just spoke to. Right. So what's it about that defense? So maybe this defense is different, switching over from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Let's cover three more man defense. Right. But what is it about finding those guys that's going to make it the right fit as opposed to, let's say, us casual fans looking at the Madden rating, that guy's an 80, that guy's an 80. <laughs> Why doesn't it add up? Well, I think one of the things that um, the obvious, uh, I won't give excuses, I'll give reasons. Mm-hmm. The, so one of the reasons were a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. And when an injury bug started to hit for this Raiders team, one of the biggest things that stood out was their lack of depth. Yep. Right? There weren't guys who can come in and fill that hole for two games, one game, whatever it may be. You saw the lack of depth where you're almost pulling guys off the street to come out there and play for you <laughs> during right. the week, during the season. Right. That can't happen. And that, that's what year two is all about for this regime is about getting not only your front-line guys, but have guys behind them that can come in and play. Right. You know, last night I'm at the media night. I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles. So their front goes Josh Sweat, Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Oh, by the way, behind them, Indomitian Sue, Robert right. Quinn, right? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Linval Joseph. Right. Right? Like Jordan the, Davis. Yeah, Jordan, you know what I'm <laughs> they got <this>. Jordan <laughs> Davis don't even touch the field. Right. Their first-round pick don't touch the field. So I'm just kind of showing yeah, you yeah. where – any of those frontline guys go down, well, guess what? Guess who's behind them? Mm-hmm. Another group of guys coming right in. So that's the part that I'm saying that you want to get the Raiders to, to where they have that depth behind right. at every level of the defense, defensive line, linebackers, secondary. 
that's where you want to get this team to. And it takes a little bit of time. It takes a year. It takes a season or two. But you get excited to see the process. And that's, you know, you're excited because Patrick Graham was down at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So it could be some of those guys that he was able to see firsthand. He fits our system. He fits our scheme. I was a Senior Bowl player. Yeah. And my coaching staff was the Raiders. Right. And I proved to them that, hey, if you're if, if I'm available, draft me because you know what you're going to get. You know the kind of player, the versatility. And I think that's what's going to help out Patrick Graham, who had a chance to see a lot of those players down in Mobile. Yeah, you mentioned it. that That's awesome because the Senior Bowl, they were there. Shrine Bowl was in their house. In their house, right? Yeah. The Pro Bowl was in their house. <laughs> I mean, that's recruiting. Right. It feels like recruiting to me and, and finding young talent. That should be able to play a good role. Well, they're recruiting, but I know a lot of players want to know who's going to be the quarterback right. with the Raiders before right. you, know, you can yeah, <laughs> figure true. that out when yeah. it turns to free agency. Where am I going to? I'm not going to somewhere where – are we grabbing a young quarterback in the draft? Or are we bringing in a you know a first ballot Hall of Famer when he decides to retire? Right. Those are the the conversations that you have to have uh, with a lot of players coming up this offseason. What does it mean to you in the locker room when a rookie quarterback is drafted and started immediately? What does that What does that tell you as a player? Well, it obviously it tells you you're rebuilding, right? It right. tells you that is but. How quickly is the rebuild? Right. Um, I don't think that that's what Devontae Adams signed up for. Mm-hmm. But a guy can come in and play right away. Um, I had a chance to visit with Trevor Lawrence at the Pro Bowl. And year one, threw a league-leading 17 interceptions. Year two, he was arguably one of the better quarterbacks, especially down the stretch. He went 25-8, and eight, 25 right. touchdowns thrown, only eight interceptions. Now, a lot of it had to do with the offensive scheme and his head coach. But – how quickly, if you do draft a young quarterback, can you get him up to speed? I think we want results right now. This is a results business. Yeah. We don't have time to wait. We right. can't wait a year or two. We can't be Chicago where they still don't understand what they have with Justin Fields, right? You, you want to know right now, right away. Right. Same thing with the 49ers, right? They've, they drafted Trey Lance. I know just about as much about Trey Lance when they drafted him. And now if we're going on year three, right. I still know the same amount. I don't have any more new information. <laughs> exactly. He played, but obviously he was injured. So that's the difficult part, I think, when you're looking at the position of quarterback, especially for the Raiders. Well, they're going to have a heck of an offseason, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not – I say offseason. Go ahead. <laughs> Something I want to ask you about one player sure. specifically, Denzel Perryman. Do you yeah. think they should bring him back at that linebacker position? I know that he's not otherworldly, but I do right. think that when he's on the field, got to stay healthy. He's great for this <laughs> team. What do you think about him? I think you, you just said it. <laughs> you got to stay healthy, right? That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that, that's the story of his career. He is yep. an outstanding football player. I've loved Denzel ever since he came in and he was a Charger when he was drafted. But obviously you see that he's had injury history when it comes to his play. And so defense looks different when he's out there. And when he's not out there, they kind of lose their way a little bit. When you lose the vocal leader, a guy who makes some big hits and big plays, that's the part that um, how can the team try to find things friendly. So is it per game incentives? You know what I mean? Right, right. You don't want a guy to get hurt, but the history behind it, if I'm a general manager – I'm going to put some incentives in there to, hey, your per-game roster bonuses, if you're healthy, if you're available, then that's it. Right. Um, but give him a nice little signing bonus as well. I t- truly trust him. I think that he is going to be outstanding. But we just got to find a way to <laughs> have it a team-friendly contract that doesn't put the Raiders, you know, yeah. bad if, if, if anything does happen. We got a text from Mailman Raiders say, yo, Kirk, you still got a Raider helmet? We haven't had a stud like you since you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got a Raider helmet. 
Uh, I don't know if it fits no more. <laughs> my head on slow. But I don't know if I want to put that thing on. Man. Right. I got the old school helmets. They got these new school helmets. Now yeah. everybody look around like they like they astronauts and stuff yeah. like that. But, uh, no, man, I, my playing days are over. But it's good to watch the young generation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to watch this organization as they find a way. This is a team two years ago. Right. I, think they can, I think that they can get back. Rough patch this year, but you change some of those one-score games and, you know, those close games down in the fourth, man, that, that to me was what this season was lacking, mm-hmm. that they can easily flip that around. Well, I tell you all the time, and I obviously appreciate your time, but I tell you all the time, it was a pleasure watching you. It was a pleasure watching your running buddy, Thomas Howard. Yes, Rest sir. in peace. That uh-huh. was your guy. We were on the third deck of the Coliseum, <laughs> sitting there next all to day. Pops. Yeah, <laughs> we were it. having a good time. But, Kirk, we appreciate your time, man. Sirius XM, you're going to be yeah. here with them all week, right? Yes, sir. All yes, right, sir. there he is, Kirk Morrison. Former Raider, Oakland Raider, did it big, and now he's doing it big here uh, and doing it big on everything that he does. Sirius XM, ESPN, it doesn't matter. He holds it down. But, uh, Kirk, thanks so much. Q, mom, appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. There he goes. Kirk Morrison here with us on Raider Nation Radio 920, live from Phoenix, the convention center, Radio Row. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. 321 is the time. We've been fast and furious on today's show as we're live in the Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row. This is fun. This is day two of five. (laughs) Damon Cotton is by my side. We're here with you till 5 o'clock. Of course, it's 6 o'clock where we're at right now. But, man, it's, it's been a lot busier today than it was yesterday. We haven't even had an opportunity to go through our rundown and say who's coming up on the show today. That's how busy it's been. We immediately came out the gate swinging with Amber Thea Harris. Been fantastic. Solomon Wilcox joined us at 2.30. We just heard from Captain Kirk, Kirk Morrison. We heard from Marcus Padilla, Eddie Pascal. We're going to hear from Rich Gannon. We're going to hear from Andrew Sandejo, former NFL safety. John McClain, GalleriesSports.com, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And Laura Oakman. Fox Sports sidelines and galvanized. She's going to join us at 4:30. You hear that conversation at 4:30. So we got a lot. But tomorrow, what has it been like, man? What has it been like for you for day two? Oh man, it's been so much fun, and also getting out of my comfort shell and going up and talking to people and like people that you see on TV or your friends of their podcast or your fans of their podcast, their yeah. radio shows, and just be like, hey man, big fan of your work. I was talking to Brian Curtis earlier today from The Ringer, and he's got like a great little notebook that he keeps you know it's a daily podcast that he does and he says it was almost like a star system who's a tuesday guy yeah who's a wednesday guy right and then the thursday guys right that's the, the those are the real stars those are the stars that oh, you're yeah. really gonna be so he was just keeping track and i just thought it was like amusing almost of like oh that guy's a monday guy now right almost as if of hey oh man well you know? <laughs> because as, <laughs> as you get later in the week it's like you realize you have to continue. You got to get some more bangers, right? Mm-hmm. Like I always tell you, the bangers, man. Those are Hall of Famers, HOFers. Those are the big ones. You got to get those. Like you know, you were able to hustle up. Uh, um, uh, dang, what's his name? Dana White. Sorry, I yep. don't know how I forgot him. But you were able to hustle him up earlier uh, today. You were able to hustle up. Uh, you know, Will Compton and uh, Taylor Luan busting with the boys. Those are really good guests. Mm-hmm. They're ain't bangers. They're not <laughs> HOFers. They don't have gold jackets. So as the week goes, and you'll see tomorrow, there'll be a lot of gold jackets literally walking around in their gold jacket. And th- then you realize time is ticking. Like, you don't have a lot of time to get there. So when Emmett Smith walks by you or Jerry Rice walks by you or Mike Lervin or, you know, guys like Tim Brown walks by you, Mike Haynes, no, he's out of town. He's actually uh, out of uh, the state, so he won't be here. But 
you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's all of a sudden, the, the heat, it, it just ratchets it up. Like, all of a sudden, you realize, oh, man, okay, that was a really good guess on Tuesday, but now this is Wednesday, and now this is Thursday, and then Thursday is the peak, and then Friday it starts to – it starts starts to – folks are starting to go and want to do their own thing hey man because then they're getting ready for to go home the same thing you're talking about on the on the first thing smoking yeah i'm sure they're thinking about that too on that friday but even the future bangers i mean andrew whitworth was here today Mm. and it was i was just circling like a hawk yeah and then it's the ah sorry he doesn't have that time today but i would have loved to have had andrew whitworth on the show but it's just like you said it's that it's that game you know the Mm. the chess matchup can we get these guys because i'm looking for the bangers like you said you only got a few seconds to sell yourself I tell you, all the time, you got a few seconds to convince these guys why you should be the one that they come and see. And so we have a hell of a team here. Damon's here. He's for the first time. Steve Cofield is here representing ESPN Las Vegas. He's here. Uh, he's done it multiple times. We have Jared here. He got in today. He's representing. He's doing uh, some big things. JT the Brick, obviously, he's been doing it 25-plus years on Radio Row. I've been here. You know, six, seven times, whatever the case may be. I don't remember at this point, but it's it's been fun. And we also brought in another um, member of our team today, uh, Carolina Teague. And you've heard Carolina Teague on our radio shows multiple times. Uh, she's out of San Antonio. She's usually talking some fight games, some hoops, maybe some women's hoops, uh, NFL. You, you talk a little bit of everything, but uh, you're getting your first experience on Radio Row. How are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. It's an incredible experience, and I'm just really grateful to be with you guys here, the Las Vegas team. You guys have been killing it, seriously. And, you know, you were just talking about DeMond hustling, and we had to hustle all day long. I've been on my feet, landed here <laughs> from Phoenix. You had to pick me up at the airport at midnight, and then we went to bed at 2 a.m., I think, woke right back up at 7 a.m. and got it done all over again. So it's been a crazy experience, but I was able to ask Gronk about his beach party that he has this Saturday, and he's actually really excited, and he made me excited. I kind of want to stay excited <laughs> about his party. He said he's going to have 21 Savage, Diplo, uh, bo- volleyball beach party. He's going to have a competition. There's going to be so many stars there at his beach party, and you know, being able to see Gronk promote that party, party i was like there's no way like i have to go to this party and it's going to be a party here in phoenix arizona for the super bowl so it's going to be incredible it is it really is and there's just so much going on and uh, i told you and i told you guys and i've, I've been telling you demand to keep your head on a swivel that's i mean that's what it's all about you got to keep your head on a swivel and i know carolina you were a little like oh i don't know what to expect when i got in here but uh it's been it's been a race so far right yeah like a rat race you know, that's what it feels <laughs> like it feels like we're constantly on go but you know with having you guys around a great team you know we've been able to uh really great really good content here for this station and i think we have a lot more exciting things to come so i'm, I'm excited to see what we have in store yeah no we got a lot of really good things coming up. Damon, what's what's been the, the oh wow moment for you so far? You are I don't know what the oh wow moment is because there's been so many of those wow moments. You gotta have one that's like the the like okay that's 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 the one right now. It could change. Okay, the one right now that's going to surprise you, I'm a big fan of the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. So seeing the cast and crew that they have over it was just wow this is something that I listen to just about every day Mm -hmm. and to see those guys in person it was like oh wow you know that's what um you know a lot of people look at the pat mcafee show that's set up right behind us and Mm -hmm. while they're doing their show they uh they feel the same way they're like oh wow that's pat mcafee or whatever and you know like we saw and carolina you saw as well you got to talk to her you saw Kay adams earlier today yeah that was my oh wow moment too i saw Kay adams she's a huge chicago bears fan and i was like you know wow this is Kay adams right in front of me uh they have to come by here 
She, I know. She was supposed to come here <laughs> at 3 o'clock. Did she leave or is she still here? Uh, she said she'll be around at some she, point. Uh, but that's that's why we didn't, you know, write her down as, oh, yeah, she's a scheduled guest. And that's that's the other thing. And you guys actually almost had your oh, wow, rookie moment. Yep. Uh, you guys almost had the oh, well, oh, wow, rookie <laughs> moment when it came to Dana White. I kept telling you. I said, oh, he's about to get away. He's yep. about to get away. And yeah. He almost got away. Yeah, well, we let him go on with JT first because it's like, oh, we'll get him right after JT. And then it was like I said earlier, hey, he's got to go do something else. And it's like, no, he don't. Mm. What you mean? Mm. What's going on? Right. I was like, I I was hand in hand with him. I can't let him get away. Yeah. You, Damon, you ran up to him. Like, you didn't let him get away. You ran right back up to him. We dragged him back over here. Uh, we really had to scramble together as a team and pull out all of our superpowers to get him over <laughs> here. And we, we really did a good job. It was – it was no, it was it was something. You guys, uh, I thought that that was going to be the one where it's like, all right, there, there's your learning experience. I just sat back. I didn't panic. I just said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this happen. And I kept sitting here, and I was cutting up some audio and – putting the schedule together and I was like he's getting away he's about to get away can we talk about the NFL experience and Go how for it. yeah awesome you went over there to it and you took some pictures you've been doing a lot of social yeah. media stuff for us yeah I got lost and I went upstairs to the NFL experience and if you guys have never been to a Super Bowl before and you're listening it's actually really incredible they have all the divisions you know separated mm -hmm. and they have a ton of uh gold-plated helmets, a lot of fun stuff for fans, and there's going to be a lot of kids coming out and doing a lot of fun events, like being able to throw the football and things like that. But it's a beautiful setup, and it's actually it looks like it's a lot of money that went into that NFL oh, sure. experience. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of money that they're getting out, making out of it, too. The <laughs> NFL, yeah. that's one thing they know how to do is they know how to print money. So uh, there you go. Just wanted to take a couple minutes as we, uh, we had a little bit of a, a break in the schedule. And, uh, yeah, just get your guys' thoughts on, on day two of Radio Row and day one for Carolina Teague, who's here with us uh, doing a little social media work and uh, all over the place, just kind of uh, hustling, getting her first taste of Radio Row as well. So we definitely appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll keep the party rolling. 3.30 is the time. When we come back, we have Rich Gannon. We have Andrew Sandejo. We have John McClain. We have Laura Oakman. We have all of them on the way here, Raider Nation Radio, 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. And we're back here on Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center. Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Demont Cotton, your boy Q. And join now, longtime NFL safety, Andrew Sandejo. And Andrew, thanks so much for your time. How's it been so far? It's been good, man. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're fantastic. fantastic. It's, it's yeah, funny, man. Staying busy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like you you're, get here early in the morning, you go, 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 go. Then when it's time to do the show, it's like, oh, wait, we still got to do a show to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'm built for this, man. Even after like 10 of these, like my, I need like green tea or like some honey or something. That's awesome. Well, Andrew, you had a hell of a career. You played with the Cowboys, Jets, Vikings, Eagles, Browns, Colts, uh, and, and that's coming from an undrafted guy. How do you, how do you how do you stay in the league as long as you did as an undrafted dude? I mean, that's like grind and grind. And, and we had Kirk Morrison on a little while ago, and he just said you have to keep proving yourself every day. Yeah, that's really what it is. Uh, and there's a, you know a lot that goes into it, right? Like getting in the right scheme, yeah. the right coaches that trust you and they want to keep you around. And you know, I kind of had almost two different careers i was a special teams guy early on young guy and then finally got a chance to you know start on defense and uh so did that like the second half of my career and so then as i was older 
you added more value because you could play special teams and defense. Right. So it was, uh, I think that was part of it too, just the, kind of like the transition from being a special teamer to a starter. You know, and the Eagles and Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl, and you uh, have a special relationship with the Eagles defensive coordinator, John Gannon, and uh, apparently you talk to him still, you know, yeah. to this day. Yeah, I talked to him the other day. Uh, I'm, I'm in a group chat, me and my other safety, I play with in Minnesota, Harrison yeah. Smith and, and Gannon. And uh, so we chat every week just about whatever, football, just, you know, yeah. typical, like, just guy stuff. Uh, so, yeah, uh, excited for him, gotten to see him. You know, he was my safeties coach in Minnesota for four years. Um, got to know his family, uh, watch him kind of work his way up, and now, you know, going for a chance to win a Super Bowl. So any shock to you that the defense for the Eagles is playing as well as it is? No, no. It's. Uh, I mean, I'll still gas him up, though. I'm like, man, you're being soft. Like, you're not even blitzing or anything. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, what, what's going on? So, uh, you know, we like to mess with them every now and then. Uh, but, yeah. Um, when you got the front four that they have, you don't have to blitz with the monsters that they got up front. So when the pass rush is getting after the quarterback like that, how much easier does it make it for you guys in the back? That's, that's the best, yeah. Uh, I would say that probably also added to my career is that I had a good front seven yeah. when I was in Minnesota. And so um, didn't have to cover as long, which is, right. you know, uh, which makes your job and your life a lot easier. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Andrew Sandejo is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, yeah, we talk about, you know, scheme all the time, and especially we start looking at the Raiders and we look at their defense. And, you know, Max Crosby is a heck of a pass rusher, but they don't have, like I said, the whole front seven or the front four getting to the quarterback. So it makes those guys on the island work a lot harder how how important are those dudes up front to, to get it done that's the most important everyone knows the games are won up front and obviously if you're on the back end and you don't have a pass rush you just know that it's it's going to be a long day you might get exposed and then really you're going to get blamed for right right like man this secondary is trash because and really you're <laughs> like dude i'm having to cover these guys for like 10 seconds yeah. like you know so, uh, you know, front seven is, is where it's at. If you got a front seven, you always got a chance to win. What, in your opinion, is a realistic uh, amount of cover time? Like, what, what is – Zero oh. seconds. <laughs> if I could choose, I would cover for zero seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say under three. Right, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, there's just – I know when I was early in my career in uh, Minnesota, you know, young Aaron Rodgers, we used to call it basketball on grass because it, it was almost like the receivers – would want to get covered early in the down so that he could scramble around and then they could get those big splash plays down the field. Right. And it, you just know when you're playing a Mahomes, a guy that can extend the play on his feet, it's going to be frustrating because you're going to cover your guy and then he's still going to get open somehow and, and, and catch the ball. And it's just how it is, and you just got to just grind it out to the game. And it looks like these quarterbacks that are playing the Super Bowl, you mentioned Mahomes, but Hurts, I mean, both those guys could do that really just well. easy, yeah. So that's those are games that you tell your guys, like, look, you just got to keep playing. There's going to be times that we get them in a third and 12, and they're still going to convert. It's just how it is. We just – all that matters is if we win. At right. the end of the day, like, At screw the everything day. else. Yep. And they might have a gajillion yards. We just got to win. Right. Something I want to ask you about when it comes to playing safety, because we've seen that position change a little bit. Even since the time that you've been in the league, the Raiders had a safety this past season. Jonathan Abram, they released him, former first-round pick, just released him in the middle of the season because he was that hard-hitting thumper type oh, of yeah. safety. So what's that difference now that you see in the league? Where have, being a safety, it's not what it used to be, and now teams need you to be more of a hybrid coverage type guy and not just like that big thumper. Right. They, yeah, I have heard a lot of DB coaches, they would, they almost would rather have four corners on the field, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the and the two safeties are your corners that like to tackle right, and could right. get in the box and, and get a little nasty. But 
the game is evolving, right? And so, like you said, it's not necessarily the big thumper, you know, filling the gaps all the time. Still have to have that a little bit. But as a safety, you might have to be able to cover a slot receiver, you know, like one-on-one. And so that's why it's starting to change where you're getting a lot of more cover safeties versus guys like, like Abrams that would, like, come downhill. It's yeah. wild, man. Go ahead. No, you got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So it was just like, obviously, I talked about Jonathan Abram in that defense, but now about the Eagles defense that you see. When you see this defense and what they are able to do, the secondary that they have, I mean, they've got C.J. Garner-Johnson. He's doing big things. And also those corners on the side there. What is it about this Eagles defense that makes them sell in that secondary in the backfield? Because they've also been able to create turnovers. Right. So what's that specialty in creating turnovers in this defense? Yeah, and turnovers are also just the name of the game. You know, if you look at one stat throughout the league, usually the turnover ratio is the one that dictates winners and losers, right? And like I mentioned earlier, it starts up front. If you're getting a good pass rush, uh, quarterback feels pressure. He's not going to be able to make accurate throws. You get tips, overthrows. His reads might be off. Uh, so really it starts up front. And then obviously you still have to have good players back there, right? You can't just have duds back there. Right. Uh, but um, And then I think with when it comes to turnovers, it's, it's, it's this kind of contagious – contagious kind of thing like whenever you start to get those turnovers they kind of just start to they start to come uh in bunches so to speak and uh and yeah that's the name of the game man just getting turnovers long time nfl safety andrew sadeo with us here on radio nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness speaking sticking with the turnovers uh i i always believe that turnovers are a mindset as well Mm -hmm. you have to you have to have the mindset that you're going to go get that ball right we actually would say they're not turnovers they're takeaways like you have to go take it away they're not always going to you're going to get a couple here and there we would say at safety that they're going to they're going to throw you two and you got to work for three and then you get five picks you'll be like in the top in picks in the the league or whatnot but you sometimes you have to go take it away the ball is going to be thrown where it's supposed to be you have to go take it or you have to get it off the runner right uh, there's not a lot of turnovers where they just give you the ball. That's so we would always, like you said, the mindset, you, it's a it's a takeaway. you got to go take that thing. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I remember a coach, a longtime defensive coordinator in the league. Well, Phil Snow, matter of fact, uh, he was in the in college for a long time. And the NFL, he always said if they created turnovers or takeaways in high school, they did it in college, and then they did it in the NFL. Like you can't all of a sudden turn it off. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Right, right. Yeah, it is a thing. There's some guys that just have a knack for that, yeah, right? And yeah. those guys end up, you know, lasting a long time in the league. Cause Wearing they, gold jackets. <laughs> yeah, those guys, and, and they and they make a lot of money, and uh, they stick around for a long time because it's the name of the game. You've got a guy that can uh, create takeaways, yeah. you, he's going to stick around. You're going to be, you know, the owners are going to see that stat line. GMs yeah. are going to see that stat line, yeah. uh, and that's the guy that's going to get a nice check. Something else that we got to talk to you about, Braintree Nutrition, man. And if that's one of sponsored hat right there, I'm already in on what you guys are selling because I am <laughs> done. I am getting the hat that you got on. So what more besides good merch can you tell us about Braintree Nutrition? So Braintree Nutrition was started uh, by myself and two college teammates. One also played in the NFL in consultation with neurologists to basically start a line of supplements to enhance and preserve and protect uh, brain health. Uh, right now in the NFL or at least when I was there, there wasn't a lot of good protocols for rehabbing and coming back from concussions, right? They say, go sit in a dark room, you know, stay away from screens, no bright light, no loud music, all that. But there's a lot of other other avenues that you can take to help you come back from that. And so that's why our flagship product, it's, it helps with memory and focus and brain anti-inflammatory. Um, we also have a ultra-strength probiotic because of the link, the, the studies out there about your gut health being linked to degenerative brain disease. 
Then there is the stress and anxiety relief. And then we have our sleep aid because sleep is, you know, the foundation of health and brain health and mental health. And so as a player, you really, you want any edge you can get, right? And so, you know, it wasn't necessarily just made for players, but that's kind of how it started. Really for us to have a safe and transparent product, all the ingredients in there are naturally occurring ingredients, no stimulants. It's all uh, in a NSF certified lab, but they're all backed by clinical studies, proven effective at the correct dosages. Uh, so we just wanted something that was that we could take, that our teammates could take. No one had to worry about failing any drug tests or whatnot. And even uh, along those same lines, is uh, I was diagnosed with you know ADD, and uh, even the team doctor said, well, because you don't have a long enough history per the NFL, I can't actually give you any medication for that. So. Uh, you know, been diagnosed by multiple doctors, but the NFL still won't let me take medication for that because it will come up as a performance-enhancing drug. So I wanted yeah. to make something that could help guys study, focus. Wow. Uh, and those just kind of all work together to basically, like I said, to enhance your brain health, help preserve it, and um, protect it, really. So where does uh, someone get some information on that? Yeah, so uh, you can go to our website at BraintreeNutrition.com. You can find us on socials at Braintree Nutrition. And um, a lot of times people just go to Amazon because it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Just add it to your car with all your other stuff. Yeah. We donate a portion of proceeds for every bottle sold to Alzheimer's Research. So really it kind of just started as you know, we wanted to help. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a fun transition and uh, part of our passion project. Well, final question for you. I know the NFL is a fraternity. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a team? that you're selecting on Sunday? You know, I think I'm going for my boy Gannon. There you go. Uh, you know, I still have a couple of teammates there from when I played in Philly. I wasn't there super long, so I didn't get to know them too well. Uh, and then I, I have one buddy uh, on Kansas City. So it's always hard. You're always just yeah. rooting for your boy right, to right. win. But, um, you know, Coach Gannon, just because we were super close and uh, watching him work his way up and now yeah. to even potentially have an opportunity to get a head coaching job, I uh, would love to see him uh, be able to hold that trophy up. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about the game. I think it's going to be one of the better ones that we've seen in a long time. So uh, that's going to take place on Sunday. But, Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Uh, again, uh, let them know where to find uh, more information on Braintree Nutrition before we let you go. Yeah, uh, just go to BraintreeNutrition.com. Uh, you find us on social media, just whatever um, social it is, just type in Braintree Nutrition. And then same with Amazon, just search Braintree Nutrition and we'll pop up right there. Boom, there it is right there. Andrew Zendejo with us here. Radio Nation Radio 920 Live, Phoenix Convention Center, site of Super Bowl 57. Well, it's not played in this place. It's actually being played in Glendale, actually in a stadium. But, uh, yeah, we're here leading up to it on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. (laughs) And we're back. 3.47 3.47 is the time, Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We are here at the Phoenix Convention Center. We're leading up to Super Bowl 57. We just had a really good conversation with Andrew Sadejo. We're going to get into the Rich Gannon conversation I had earlier, but we do have to pass along this breaking news, and it's funny. There hasn't been a whole lot of NFL news and notes coming out so far this week, but uh, Ian Rappaport, Rap Sheet, put out the Saints invited quarterback Derek Carr for a visit, and the Raiders are granted permission for that to happen. The plan is for a visit tomorrow. Carr, who has a no-trade clause, is doing due diligence, and no trade is imminent. So uh, that is the latest and greatest when it comes to Derek Carr. So uh, one of the teams that was rumored to possibly have interest in Derek DeMond is the Saints, and clearly they do. And the Raiders have given the Saints permission, but Derek Carr, it's on Derek Carr now to decide if that's a place that he would want to go and, and continue his career. Yeah, a lot of the talk that we've had around Derek Carr is he would want to go to a win-now team. I don't know. I'm asking you the question, throwing it back to you. Are the Saints a win-now team? Are they a Derek Carr away? 
No, I don't think so. But, I mean, how many win-now teams are there that still need a quarterback, right? I mean, you know, the, I, I look at it like the Raiders in a situation where they're, they could be a win-now team, but they need work. The Saints, I mean, I guess they need some work, though, right? I mean, they, they it's like that's the thing. Every team needs some work. Even the Jets, who I feel like is a good team, they have really good talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they still there's still some work to be done, right? And e- even if they do get a quarterback, so – I mean, I, I use the word win now, or the term win now just kind of a little loosely because I still think every single team, no matter what, like if the Raiders were to land Aaron Rodgers, they still have work to do. Yeah, but also in Derek Carter, to keep it on him for a little bit, he would be going to a weaker division. I mean, the NFC South, the, the playoff team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, were under 500. So if that's what he's looking at, what's my easiest avenue to at least make the playoffs or I can win the division? I think that the Saints would be the best option where it's, I don't know if they're going to be that good of a team, but when you look at the competition around them, hey, I just got to beat these guys. Right. Tashawn Reed just tweeted out, I can confirm this. The Raiders and Saints have agreed to a trade for Derek Carr. Haven't agreed, excuse me. That's a big difference. Haven't agreed <laughs> to a trade for Derek Carr, but this allows an opportunity for New Orleans and Carr to do to both do their research on one another. That could potentially open the door for a deal to happen. So, again, Tashawn Reed, uh, there has not been a trade agreed to by the Saints and the Raiders, but – since they have permission now, the Saints, that is, to talk to Derek Carr and even take a schedule a visit with him uh, that could open up the door for a potential vis- uh, a potential uh, trade down the line. So I thought that that's uh, some good, interesting little nuggets right there. Now, uh, I had an opportunity yesterday uh, to catch up with Rich Gannon, and this is how it happens sometimes. Sometimes you just, you know, you, you, you record an interview, and I actually recorded this one with Raiders.com. I sat there at their, at their stage and uh, had an opportunity to catch up with Rich Gannon, the former Raider MVP, quarterback uh, MVP for the Silver and Black. And uh, here's that conversation. We're back here on Radio Row. Actually, Media Row. i got to correct myself. It used to be Radio <laughs> Row, and now it's Media Row. But we're with the former MVP, Rich Gannon. And, Rich, how you doing? Q, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. Always great to be holding a, a Raiders, Raiders mic and, right. and talking about the Raiders and the NFL. This is going to be a busy offseason for a lot of teams, but certainly for the Raiders. We just came off the Pro Bowl weekend. It was there in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. What did you think of the way that they changed the Pro Bowl to make it more family-friendly? And, and a lot of the players weren't big fans of it. You know, honestly, um, I don't like it. I mean, as a former player uh, that played in it four times, I I took great pride in just representing the AFC in that game and and, and not only going there, but going there to play well and to win the game. I I just remember in the locker room at halftime, guys like Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning, like it was important to them. It was important to, you know, a lot of guys that uh, really cared about the game. And so I get it. These contracts are enormous. You don't want to go there and get hurt. Uh, Some players have all season surgeries lined up. I, I get Get it, but there's got to be some type of happy medium. Right. I, the idea that we're playing dodgeball and stuff like that—I mean, I think it—I think it—I think it tarnishes really what you know. And not only that, I think you can get hurt playing dodgeball as much sure. as you could probably play in a, in a game. But it is what it is. I think the NFL is trying to figure it out. But uh, you know, I, I, to me, it was always the, the Pro Bowl meant something. Players, right, right. you know, when those announcements came out that you were you were made the Pro Bowl team, guys were really excited to go over there and not only, you know, uh, be recognized, but participate. Right, and Max Crosby was a guy that said, hey, I don't think there's anything I could do here. There's nothing I could do. I, I, I want to play football. Well, and he's then, a football you know, player. Exactly. And he's, a, and he's a great one at that. Yes. The thing that I love, I mean, I think if the Raiders had, like, 25 or 30 Max Crosbys, and I'm not just talking about, like, I'm, I'm just talking about the, the energy, the yeah. passion, the commitment, the drive, 
you, you know, I, I think then you got a championship team. I mean, right. because he embodies everything that's great about the Raiders. I mean, effort and energy, and you know, I, 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 we got to find more players like that. that right. That's and that's the goal, and that's that's what Dave Ziegler and the rest of that their staff and, and, and Coach McDaniels, they got to go out and try and get more players like like Max. Well, they're going to have a very busy offseason, very interesting offseason. I mean, there's a lot to do with this team, and you know the organization very well, you know, former MVP of the team. How do they get this thing turned around quick? You know what? It, it doesn't. It does. It, it doesn't take a lot. It, I think it. It. it, it it's, it's. I think you, we, we're in the process of trying to change the culture and the environment. And Josh is looking for the players that fit his schemes. And. Yeah. and but I think you know we've got to get better defensively. I think defense has been a, a big issue for this team. I mean, you, you can't, it's tough to go out and score 35 points each week. And if you if you have to do that because right. your defense has given up so many big plays, I think the explosive plays. I think you know the the two areas that Josh talked about with us in the preseason is we got to be able to create more negative plays, more sacks and turnovers. That simply didn't happen this right. year. So that's an area of concern. I think you just got to continue to go out, and the, the draft's going to be important. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, we've got so many players in place. You know, you've got one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller. You've got the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams. I think the best running back in the game last year was Josh Jacobs. Yeah. The question is, who's going who's gonna to be the, the air traffic controller of the Raiders in, in 2023? And I think that's... That's a tough spot to be in. There's a, there's about 10 teams out there right now that are currently looking for help at that position. Well, and with that being said, with all those weapons that they have, is it you have to go out and get a veteran that's a, a big-time player, or, or is it maybe you can roll the dice with a rookie? I'm well, I think I, I think you're, you're looking at I think you're looking at both. I mean, there, there could be a situation where you you go out and get a veteran player, and you also draft the player. It may not be in the first round, but you, right. if you see a quarterback that you like that you think you have an opportunity. Uh, even on the second day to come in and bring in and, and, and develop them. That, that's, I think the, the ability to be able to identify, right. draft, and then once you get them into the building to be able to develop them, that is the key. Some teams don't do a very good job of developing that position. But to me, if you're a, a, a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, for example, or anybody, right. I think it's an attractive spot. You got Devontae Adams, you got Darren Waller, you got Hunter right. Renfro, you got Josh Jacobs, you got a pretty good offensive line. I mean, I would raise my hand for that opportunity. I'm just saying. Right. You got some more in that arm? I do. I wish I, I, wish I did. But I'm just telling you, it's, yeah. it's an attractive landing spot. Right. I mean, the people want to come to Las Vegas. I mean, the facilities are second to none. We've got the best stadium in football. I think we've right. got the best facility in football. I mean, it's. I think it's a – to me, that's important. I right. I mean, the, the, you know, Mark Davis has spent a lot of money on, on having the, the best facilities and the best of everything. And I think so from getting those players to come in and look at it, I think it's it's a good a good landing spot. A lot of the players that were at the Pro Bowl wanted to see the facility. They kept talking and commenting about that. So go, that, go back, that goes back to what you were saying about players want to be in Las Vegas. It really is a great destination. It is. I mean, the weather is, is, is awesome and – there's a lot to do there. I think it's a, it's a city that's continuing to grow and develop and expanding. And Henderson, where the facility is, I think there's good schools. It's a safe area. Uh, it's close to a lot of major cities like Los Angeles and and uh, Palm Desert, where I'm at in the wintertime. Yeah. So I, I think it's awesome. And But you know what? Players are going to go where they think they have a chance to win. Right. And I, I think that you know, Mark Davis made a decision last year to bring in Dave Ziegler and to bring in Josh McDaniels. I think they have the right people in place mm -hmm. 
Now is how can they build on what they did in 2022, identify areas of weakness. I think when you look at the personnel evaluation, the scheme evaluation, the staff evaluation, that is, is happening as we as we speak. Talking right now with Rich Gannon, the MVP here. And, and before I let you go, I did want to ask, you got the opportunity to light the Al Davis torch at Allegiant Stadium to close out the season. What did that mean to you? You know, what an incredible honor, first and foremost, to hear from Mark, to be invited to come, to come back. The reception that I've received from the great Raider fans, uh, just being around the players and the coaches, being a part of preseason football for the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love it. Uh, you know, I, I, I so appreciate the fact that Mark gave me that opportunity. But, but even more importantly, I appreciate what his father did for me, what yeah. Al Davis, the great Al Davis, did for me. Give me an opportunity to be a Raider. It was awesome. I remember everyone always talking about the great Rich Gannon and everything that Rich did, and, and you were fantastic when you were out there playing. So, uh, yeah, man, it was just it was, it was really cool to see that and see you be able to light that torch. And I know a lot of Raider Nation appreciated seeing you well, out there as well. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me, brother. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. You're well, the best. Thank you, Rich. There he goes. Rich Gannon, uh, the former MVP, joined me yesterday. Uh, we used it on Raider Roundtable, and that show was out. Myself and JT the Brick. Uh, he had a chance to talk to Anthony Munoz, the Hall of Famer. Just a lot of good stuff there. So uh, check out the Raiders Roundtable. Make sure you do that. Raiders.com, their Raiders YouTube page. Uh, we'll also have some more of that coming up on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. 3.57 is the time. We are live here at the Phoenix Convention Center, uh, the site for Radio Row. 2023 i guess we're calling it that's what we're calling it i don't know i'm just i'm making new titles up as i go but that's just how the week goes and it's a lot of fun so i uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity to be here thanks to subaru of las vegas for making sure that we are here coming up next we're going to kick off hour number three of the show john mcclain the general he's a hall of famer as well he'll kick off hour number three as we talk all things nfl this is Nation radio 920